Good evening. Tonight, we will continue reading The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Each day, I learned something about the planet, about the little prince's departure from it, about his journey. The information would come very slowly, following the course of the little prince's thoughts. Thus, it was that on the third day, I heard about the catastrophe of the Baobabs. Once again, it was thanks to the sheep, for suddenly, the little prince questioned me as if seized by a grave doubt. It is true, is it not, that sheep eat little shrubs? Yes, that is true. Ah, I'm glad. I didn't understand why the fact that sheep eat shrubs was so important. But the little prince added, Therefore, they also eat baobabs. I pointed out to the little prince that baobabs are not little bushes, but trees as tall as churches, and that even if he were to take a whole herd of elephants with him, the herd would not be able to eat up one single baobab. The little prince laughed at the idea of a herd of elephants. One would have to pile them up, one on top of the other. But then he remarked wisely, before they grow to such a size, baobabs start out by being small. That is true. But why do you want your sheep to eat the small baobabs? He answered me, oh, come, come, as if this was self-evident. I had to exert considerable mental effort to work the problem out for myself. It seemed that on the little prince's planet, as on all planets, there were good plants and bad plants. Good seeds come from good plants and bad seeds come from bad plants. But seeds are invisible. They remain dormant in the depth of the earth until one of them suddenly decides to wake up. It stretches itself timidly at first and then begins to push a charming little sprig inoffensively towards the sun. If it is merely a sprout of radish or a sprig of rosebush, it can be left to grow as it wishes. But if it is a weed, it should be torn out at once, as soon as it is recognized. It so happens that there were some terrible seeds on the little prince's planet. They were baobab seeds. The soil of the planet was infested with them, but if you intervene too late, you will never get rid of a baobab. It spreads over the entire planet. Its roots pour clear through it. And if the planet is too small, and if there are too many baobabs, the planet explodes. It is a question of discipline, said the little prince to me later on. When you have finished your toilet in the morning, it is time to attend to the planet's toilet with great care. One must pull out the baobabs very regularly, as soon as they can be distinguished from the rose bushes they resemble so closely when they are very young. It is very tedious work, but also very easy. And one day he advised me to try and make a beautiful drawing so as to impress all this upon the children where I live.
He said to me, if they travel one day, it might be of use to them. It may be convenient sometimes to put off one's work until another day. But in the case of baobabs, it is always catastrophic to do so. I knew of a planet inhabited by a lazy man. He had neglected three little bushes. So, basing my work upon the descriptions of the little prince, I made the drawing you have just seen. I don't like to sound like a moralist, but the danger of baobabs is so little known and the risks are so considerable to whomever might get lost on an asteroid that, for once, I make an exception to my reserve. I say, children, beware of baobabs. It is an order to warn my friends of a danger of which they, like me, have been unaware for so long that I have worked so hard over this drawing. My lesson was worth it. You may ask yourselves, why are there no other drawings in this book as impressive as the drawing of Baobabs? The answer is quite simple. I have tried, but with the others, have not had the slightest success. When I drew the Baobabs, I was driven by a feeling of urgency. Chapter 6 Ah, little prince. Bit by bit, I came to understand your sad little life. For a long time, your only entertainment had been the pleasure of watching sunsets. I learned that new detail on the morning of the fourth day, when you said to me, I am very fond of sunsets. Let us go and watch a sunset. But we must wait. Wait for what? Wait for the sun to set. You looked very surprised at first, and then you laughed to yourself and said to me, I keep on thinking I'm at home. Yes, indeed. When it is midday in the United States, the sun, as everyone knows, is setting in France. One would just have to travel in one minute to France to be able to watch the sun setting there. Unfortunately, France is too far away to do that. But on your tiny little planet, all you need to do was to move your chair a few steps, and you could watch the twilight falling whenever you felt like it. One day, I watched the sun setting 44 times, you told me. And a little later, you added, you know, when one is so terribly sad, one loves sunsets. The day you watched those 44 sunsets, were you that sad? I asked. But the little prince made no reply.